every trick wanna play with me You should be ashamed Cause I would feel the same if I did what you did to me Three sides to the story Yours and mine and the goddamn truth, girl Two lies that you told me Say you love me and you hate me, I don't know what to do, girl One night for sure You can back it back something, baby, I that's new 24 karat gold in a song called 321. Just came out today, so we figured we'd play it. What yeah, the hell? Sounds awesome. Better if you leave, cause I feel better when you gone. Diamonds on my wrist, then it's getting numb. Told you knew it also, baby, why you playing dumb? Got a post Malone vibe a bit going on. Do you yeah, hear it? Juice World vibe too. Well, you know, everybody's got a vibe of somebody else these days. True. Because Juice World definitely had a Post Malone vibe going. Mm-hmm. Especially with the mic tuning, I think. You know, Post Malone's another guy who I think if he was born 20 years earlier would be in a rock band. Mm, maybe. Just like I think 24 Karat Golden's music sounds a lot like, you know, what you'd imagine from a rock band. Uh, welcome to the Take Two podcast. It's Tucker and Mora along with Professor Bundes. This is a big day for Professor Bundes. This is the podcast where he's got to do the most uh, work. He and, takes uh, the wheel thought. here. Yeah, he takes the wheel and he picks some stuff to uh, play back for you. Interestingly it, enough, mm-hmm. it's usually our most popular podcast of the week. Yeah. Perhaps we well, should hand what? the wheel over to this guy a few more times. Maybe we should just have Bundes do all the podcasts, right? <laughs> I don't know, guys. I, I, I don't think that's a great idea. <laughs> uh, what do you got? What are you, what are you thinking for today? Well, um, Maura, you came to us uh, after a weekend at the cabin and you told us uh, this lovely little story about a neighbor. Who- <laughs> oh, who? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were having an argument. Was Maura paid a compliment or was she insulted? Insulted, yeah. yeah after telling the story of a Somebody run-in. who said the line, you're in for a treat. And I was like, oh, he's referring to something of mine as being a treat. But when I told the story to Tucker, he's like, no, he was ripping on you. Yeah. So you'll have to listen to the conversation and decide for yourself. I think you just heard the whole conversation <laughs> in 30 seconds. <laughs> I may have ruined it. It's still funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, we start piling on Mora, and then everybody piled on too on the phone and text. So it was great. It's so funny because I'm still not convinced. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter that there was an overwhelming response in your favor. because no, every I- response was in <laughs> our favor. Bundes and I both agreed. That really, it was an insult to the place you bought. Not necessarily you personally, but where your little cabin in the woods is. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Tugger, you had a little bit of a rant that was uh, pretty entertaining to listen to. Uh, Pickering doesn't want anyone from <laughs> Toronto coming over to Pickering. And, yeah. Um, you made a good point about how Pickering is literally, is more or less essentially Toronto. We're all connected. Every town from Oshawa through to Hamilton is connected. Mm-hmm. Enough already. Stop. Like, I remember uh, one of the lockdowns we had in the fall. You couldn't shop. It, it was curbside only yeah. in Toronto, but York region was fine. So I remember being at a business that was just north of Steeles. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you can open here, but just south you can't. Like this idea that you can draw a line in the sand and say, oh, <laughs> it's dangerous here and safe there oh is God. ridiculous when you're splitting up subdivisions and municipalities that are all attached. Yeah, and people flow back and forth all the time because you might live north of Steeles and work south of Steeles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pickering. How many people in Pickering live and work, or sorry, work in Toronto and commute back and forth? I mean, Tons. tons. So, uh, yeah, I get it, you know, have different rules for areas that are completely isolated from other areas. Mm -hmm. And look, if everyone just does their job to be safe and not go too far away, we wouldn't need to have like these, you know, ridiculous lines drawn. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the mayor of Pickering, it's like, we don't want you coming here. It's (laughs) like, so I had a few words for the mayor of Pickering. Yes, you did. I hope they got delivered to him by somebody listening who was probably driving into Toronto. (laughs) From Pickering for work. <laughs> there you go. I think you just did the whole break there. Yeah, yeah. Basically, so. you don't need to listen to anything. We've done it in a much shorter form. But uh, no, we we had some fun ripping on Pickering. No offense to anyone living in Pickering. We I love the area. Frenchman's Bay, beautiful, gorgeous. I love Ajax. I love Durham. There's lots of places where I uh, spend time. The OC. 
The That's where I shop, baby. Oshawa Center. Hello. Right? Okay, we got a bunch of stuff for you. The Take Two podcast. Always appreciate you listening to this and all the other ones we do every weekday. And we'll talk to you soon. Let's do it. for sure. You can back it back something, baby. I want more. But I need to know. Can you make me a promise to always be honest? You put my heart in the head like usually it's me that only want to make the bed Help us settle an argument this morning. Mora was telling me a story about something that went down at her little cabin in the woods, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we have differing views. <laughs> uh, I personally think she was insulted. She thinks she was uh, complimented. I, d- I, I told you because I thought, oh, isn't this lovely? And you're like, ah, I don't think that's what he meant. So we're putting in a furnace, and we had a guy come by yesterday to give us a quote, but he couldn't find the cabin. So he went to a neighbor's house on the street. By the way, we haven't met any of the neighbors yet because mm-hmm. we're kind of a ways down the street. And uh, he knocked on the neighbor's door and said, I'm looking for number nine. And this neighbor said, oh, you're going to number nine. You're in for a treat. And the contractor told us that the neighbor said he was in for a treat. And Matt and I said, oh, isn't that lovely? You're in for a treat. He complimented the cabin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <And> he, what? <laughs> I can see Bunnis is thinking the same thing I'm thinking, yeah. which is if they really felt like it was going to be a treat to go up there, yeah. they would have said as much. When you say something like, you're in for a treat, <laughs> it's more like, oh boy, get ready for it. You're in for a treat. <laughs> It is very rustic. It was was an insult to the place you bought or an insult (laughs) to you guys. Oh, you're in for a treat. treat. No, no. He said you're in for a treat. Now, I wasn't there, so I don't know the tone. Yeah. But the guy said you're in for a treat. And I think that was a compliment. (laughs) So it could mean two things. It could be you're in for a treat because of the building or you're in for a treat because of the people that live there. So it can't be the people of the, your neighbor that said that didn't meet you. Unless unless they happen to see you drive by. They see us drive by all the time, and we have been tobogganing down the driveway. So, so it's possible they caught a glimpse of you and thought, oh, you're in for a treat. Real pretty girl yeah, there. That, yeah, but <laughs> yes. I feel like if that's what they meant, they'd say, oh... You're going to enjoy the person who's living there. Like, they wouldn't say you're in for a treat. Usually you're in for a treat is like sarcasm. And it's, they mean the exact opposite of what they're saying. I, I would tend to agree. Most times it's used in that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, a hoarder used to live there. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how many yeah. tractor trailers were parked on the property? There were again? like eight broken down vehicles <laughs> yeah. on the property yeah. that were still there when the guy left and yeah, finally did, moved them. Didn't you think there was like a little meth uh, factory too on there? There is some sort of drug den. <laughs> In the property that looks like there was some sort of drug he was making oh, in you the garage. You are in for a treat when you head <laughs> up there, right? I yes. just love when someone thinks they're being complimented and it flies right over their head. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's also a very cool rustic cabin. So he could have been like, oh, you're in for a treat. This guy's house, completely different, by the way. Not a rustic cabin. Just like, you know, a very nice house. Newer build. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That compliment over it wasn't a compliment, Maura. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. He was okay. saying to the contractor, like, like get, you got your prepare work kind of. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You might want to turn around and say you yeah. never found the place. No. I think he was saying you, you're in for a treat. It's a unique home. You're really gonna enjoy your experience up the hill. By the way, <laughs> he couldn't house. get his 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 van up there. <laughs> oh, you're in for, you're gonna get that vehicle up there. Yeah. Oh, you're in for a treat. Yeah, you had to leave it at the bottom of the hill and walk up. That's part of the treat. That's part of the the beautiful experience of servicing that cabin in the woods. You never make it up the hill. <laughs> you're gonna be carrying everything in, so you're in for a treat. A little more exercise today. No, I okay. Re- Who's right here, Mora or Tucker? Let us know. Tucker and Mora, when someone says you're in for a treat, is that a compliment <laughs> or are they preparing you for what is going to be an uncomfortable or miserable experience? <laughs> well, haven't you ever brought out a plate of ribs or something for a crowd and said, guys, you're in for a treat? No. 
I don't oversell anything. I bring them out and people are like, oh, looks good. And I'll be like, no. Hey, Larissa. Definitely Team Tucker here. There's never a situation where in for a treat is used without the opposite meaning. I might say it, you know, before I'm about to uh, derobe myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're in for a treat? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Imagine you did. I know you're joking. Imagine you did that. I have done it like in a joking way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And a treat. I sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're in for a treat. Uh, Rope drops. I, this. I'm sure if a girl is thinking like, oh, yeah, right, this is not a real treat. You could only use like, it in a sarcastic tone. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you experience someone who's, you know, an awful person. You say, oh, they're a real treat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> Wait yeah, a yeah. second. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Honestly, Matt and I did not hesitate to think it was a compliment <laughs> until I came into work and told Tucker, oh, somebody said the cabin's a treat. Angela, you want to weigh in on this? I love you, Maura, but I've got to tell you, Tucker's right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're in for a treat when we talk to Angela, Mora. Oh, come on. <laughs> She's going to agree with me. You don't think it was I'm a compliment? sorry. <laughs> no, I have used the term myself, and when it said like that, oh, you're in for a treat, that is always a negative thing. <laughs> <laughs> People are referring to your cabin in the woods as like a nightmare scenario. <laughs> we got Jordan, who's a contractor. He's an expert. He's going to weigh in on this. Jordan, someone comes to you and says, oh, you're at the wrong place. Head over there and you're in for a treat. What are you thinking? Or is that a diss? Uh, I'm thinking I'm in for a treat and then it's not going to be good. <laughs> Come on. Has anyone ever said that to you when referencing a, a house or a person? Oh, 100%. Yes. Even right now, the job I'm on, before I took it, people were like, oh, you're in for a treat. It's like a three-story building, downtown. <laughs> Good luck <laughs> finding parking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're yeah. going to be working for old lady Grierson? <laughs> you're in for a treat. <laughs> Jordan, thanks for confirming what the rest of us already knew. No problem. Was anyone having your back on tax um, there? You know what? Not one person. Uh, Robert said, did the real estate agent say, when you looked at it, you're in for a treat? <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, for your feedback. Yes. Really appreciate it. 73% of North Americans are scared to drive in the snow and the ice. And one in seven have zero confidence in their winter driving skills. 48% of us were never taught how to drive in winter conditions, though. You want to know the best way to learn how to drive in the snow? Uh-huh. Big, massive parking lot with no light posts or anything. Yep. Let her rip. I mean, <laughs> honestly, driving in the snow is so much fun. I enjoy it. I love it. When there's a snowstorm, as long as there's no one else out there. Yeah. That's usually the biggest problem. But I, I drive an all-wheel drive car with winter tires, and I love it. But learning your cars, like, you know, just... And sometimes when you go out in a snowstorm, you got to like slide around a little bit and feel the road just to see how slippery it is. To see how your car reacts when you slide too, right? What do you do, Bundus? Same thing. You got to, you got to understand your car. You got to know how it drifts. You got to know how much snow, how much ice is on the road. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got to give a little test. Yeah. Just like you might dip your toe in the water. You got to dip your toe in the snow and it's like, is there a thing of ice under that snow that's going to make it even more slippery or... And then based on that, you got to gauge how much room you have to leave between other cars and how early you need to brake. Do you guys turn the music down when it's like serious snowstorm driving? That's one thing people do. They turn Uh, the music down to focus. Yeah, sure. (laughs) I always turn the music down whenever I like pull up to like getting close to wherever it is that I'm going. I do like too. It helps me see better or something like that. You turn the music down? Yeah. Are you serious? You you know what drives me crazy? (laughs) I don't understand is when I see somebody, they're parked outside of a store. Maybe they're waiting for a friend who's in there grabbing something and they got the music pumping so loud. That's me. I'll be like, that is so obnoxious. How could you possibly want to listen? to that music that loud when you're stationary when you pull up that's when i crank the tunes louder because i'm doing the pull up man oh yeah i want everyone to turn around (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my God, who's, who's this? That? Yeah. Oh man, that drives me crazy. Like whenever you go to a gas station, somebody pulls up into the gas station. Yeah, music blaring, blaring. blaring the music. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like, dude, just turn the music. You want to slash their tires? Oh right? my god! Yeah. Yeah. I roll the windows down <laughs> so you guys can <laughs> jam out with me, man. Forget it. Come on. That's the worst. I'm with you, Bundus. I pull into a parking lot immediately. I'm turning the volume down. My wife's like, "Why are you turning it down?" I'm like, "I just I need to." Yeah. Get off my back. Guys, when you pull up, you crank it up. <laughs> That's what they say. It's the way to do it. I'm telling you. We just got a text from Vanessa. She says she used to drive her boyfriend's Jeep Wrangler, mm-hmm. which was straight piped, loud subs, oh, God. completely tinted. She said, I was queen douche. Yeah, that's for sure. She said she was like me. She would have the tunes blasting when she pull up. Yeah. I love that. Blasting tunes at a traffic light, too, is, <laughs> is so obnoxious. Yeah. Never get that. You, you turn it up when you're, like, cruising. Once you're cruising, you pull up to a crowd, you got to turn it down a no. little bit and have some respect for respect. your neighbors. No, no, no. Because you know what? If you pull up and your music's blaring, you know what everyone else is thinking about you? How cool is that person? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are they thinking? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. They're, they're thinking that somebody is overcompensating. They're trying to be too cool. You know, that the person, it's like the same person who's trying to wear three uh, golf shirts with the collar popped. Uh-huh. There's like three layers there. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a level of douchiness that is unnecessary. I'm trying to pump out positive vibes from my vehicle. That's yeah. why I'm blaring the music. I'm letting the positive vibes flow into the street. That's not how it works, Maura. Yeah. Because some people are having really bad days, right? So when you pull up at a stoplight, for example, and you're bumping some tunes and you're in your Dodge Ram heavy, <laughs> right? And you got somebody next to you in a car that just lost their job or something like that, and they're looking at you going like, what the hell, man? Yeah. And they, then they're they, like, the way, wow, I'm feeling this positive you. energy right they now. They already hate you because you're in a big pickup truck and they're intimidated <laughs> by you and they think, oh, who's this person who thinks they, you're king of the road? Just because I have my music loud, I don't think if I'm I can, king of the road. If I'm in my car with the windows up at a set of lights and I can still hear somebody else's music and their windows are up, I automatically hate you. Like right out of the gate, wow. I'm like, I don't like you. I uh, I want to see you get a flat tire as soon as you pull off. You guys are wrong. You guys are wrong. You don't know how many times I've got the eye like, oh, hello, when I pull up yeah. with the music blaring okay. every time. Yeah, because you're a pretty blonde girl. But if um, it was your husband doing the same thing without you in it, we all hate him. I, I get it. Like, <laughs> I, I like driving the vet around in the summertime, and I like to have the tunes up, but like... I have to turn it down somewhat. Like a li- you can still kind of hear the music it's playing, but like mm-hmm. it's not blasting. It's not like I want everyone to know how cool I am by listening to the music that <laughs> I picked right now. It's like your DJ yes, Mara, for, for the, the whole for the whole intersection. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome, guys. It's that good. It's that good. Cynthia says blasting music is the same as people who pay for their muffler to sound broken. Yes. Automatic eye roll. Yes. Yes. What? yes. Come on, guys. No. Yeah. Oh. I do it all the time at work. I roll into the parking garage with the music so loud. At 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. Obnoxious. Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. Get in on this vibe. Agree to disagree. Right. How about that? Okay. You remember last summer when beaches outside of COVID-19 hotspots were like, don't come. Don't you come here, Wasaga, Sabo Beach. Don't bother. Images of crowded beaches across the UK drew outrage last summer. The same thing was going on in North America. Yeah. Remember those images of Florida? Yeah. Spring break. Uh, Same thing was happening here in Ontario. You know, I saw some images of Sabo Beach. I was like, dear Lord. Yeah. Looks like a good time. I mean, they had people that were spray painting. People were losing their minds. But an epidemiologist at the University of Edinburgh has released a study this week. And he submitted it to government. Okay. He says. Was the concern warranted? 
He says yeah. that across the entire world, yeah. no COVID outbreaks can be traced back to a beach. Oh. Zero. What? Zero. Oh, like outbreak. Like someone may have got infected, but there wasn't like a big outbreak as a result of beach visits. Experts believe that that fresh breezy beach air and warm temperatures cut the risk of the virus spreading but he does go on to say that other outdoor mass gatherings such as horse racing or football matches this is a guy in the uk so i guess he's talking about soccer Mm -hmm. he says there's still a risk there uh because there's less opportunity in stands to socially distance whereas at the beach you can be like okay i'm two meters away from that guy two meters away from that guy um, Hear that, Sobble? <laughs> Hear that? You banned us. Turns out for no reason at all. But don't worry. We'll remember when things return to normal. And we got concerts and baseball games and hockey games Ooh. and all kinds of things to go. Eh, we don't want you. We don't we, want we, you. We heard there's a little bit of a flu outbreak up there. We don't want your runny noses coming down to southern Ontario. Oh, my God. It's just, it's hard when you're in a hot spot, when you're in Hamilton, when you're in Peel, when you're in Toronto, and then you're like, well, at least I could go to the beach. And then your local beaches are like, don't come here. Don't come. We don't want you. Uh, it's hard. It's hard when you feel like that's, I remember People get feeling- very selfish. People get very selfish. You see it all over the place. That's why I look, we're learning that we need to look after ourselves as a country. Right. Uh, you know, I, just a bigger picture. You know, uh, remember Trump at the time where he's like, we don't want to ship any N95 masks to Canada and other places. We want to keep them all for ourselves. Yeah. We're seeing it with vaccines to a certain degree. We are. It's like we, every country's just got to set up their own operation. If this ever happens again, we got to have a factory to make vaccines right away. Uh Uh-huh. No, you're 100% right. all of that. Because in the end... We know we see it in our own province. Yeah, but can't People we take- are selfish and want to look after themselves? <laughs> can't we take better care of each other? You know, but mm-hmm. really positive news: zero COVID outbreaks anywhere in the world trace back to a beach. Based on the research of this guy. Based on the research of an epidemiologist. I find it really weird how in an area like where we are in the Golden Horseshoe, Mm -hmm. how you can isolate one area and say, okay, it's okay to open here, but not there. Mm -hmm. Like I was just reading about how the mayor of Pickering is making a public plea for people in the Toronto area not to visit. It's like Pickering (laughs) is Toronto. I'm sorry. (laughs) It It is. It It so is. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These are the same people, by the way, who when like Toronto's like, oh, maybe we should set up tolls on the DVP or on the 401 across the top for all the people coming in from Pickering. They're all like, what are you talking about? We're all together. We right. spend money in the city. You right. Know, like, we're all, to me, I, I, I just find it so weird. There's no like border. Mm-hmm. You drive from pretty much Oshawa all the way through to Hamilton. Mm-hmm. It's nonstop houses and buildings. And, yes. And so this idea that it's like, oh, Pickering, it's safe. But Scarborough, forget about it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, it, it drives me nuts when I, c- I see that. I can understand if you're talking about Kingston, Ontario. Right. Or if you're talking about Barrie or uh, even like uh, Windsor, you know, like these kind of... Prince Edward areas. County. I know Prince yeah. Edward County has asked that nobody visit, but that's a city that's based on tourism. Or uh, an area that's based on tourism, and uh, they don't want they, you can't make a restaurant reservation there unless you have a, an address I, that's just, from the area. The idea that like it's so different one municipality over is right. uh, it's. I don't understand how they can open up one area, not another, when it's so tightly, densely packed in. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you notice when you're in Pickering versus Scarborough, Bundus? You live out on the east end of Toronto. It's literally, I drive down Kingston Road. With, yeah. Within, and it's, I go from Scarborough to Pickering. Yeah. Like it's, and it's like, oh, wait, whew, safe here. Yeah. So Ew, when you cross COVID. the border, do you bring your passport? Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole, Is you there know, a there's a checkpoint. Yeah. The whole thing. Uh, and it's like the guy's like, oh, don't come to Pickering. It's like, oh, no, what will I do without Montana's and Best Buy? You know, like, what? oh, no. You know, how will I survive? Right, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> it's honestly, it just, I find it so funny. Mm-hmm. 
But I would assume that a lot of people from the East End, like Pickering, Oshawa, Ajax, are coming into the city for work anyway. Of course. Of course. 100%. Right yes. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> coming into work. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, how about this, Pickering? Uh, no more coming into any other areas for a job. You're going to have to resign <laughs> from your job. We don't want you coming in here because you don't want... It's just like... Yeah. I, I Again, I get it if, there's, if you're talking Kingston. Mm-hmm. But from Oshawa all the way through, it's nonstop. It's nonstop. I know. You know? I It'd be know. like, you know, if you're in uh, Burlington, someone's saying, don't come to Oakville if you're in Burlington. <laughs> right. They're yeah. exactly Oh, you the live same. in Dundas? We don't want you in Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton people don't come to Dundas. It's like, give me a break. I know. I don't want to live like that. I don't want to live like I know. that either. And I think everyone's taking the precautions. Just everyone try and do your best to respect everybody else and be safe. That's the message. Yeah. Not like, don't come here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Guess what? I don't want to go there anyway. <laughs> but still, Dave Ryan, mayor of Pickering. <laughs> got one of these for you, and oh! I got one of these for oh! you. Ooh. You missed what that was. <laughs> <laughs> what is what's Pickering's big attraction? Is uh, it the waterfront? It's Frenchman's Bay. I don't know. <laughs> right, it's it's, Frenchman's the, it's Bay. Pickering Town Center. It's Pickering Town Center. Don't they have like a great like um yeah, they got a great gap there. It's so much better than the gap we have here. <laughs> oh, no, you know what they got there? They have an They anti- got Kelsey's where you can get a chicken burger and some nachos. Oh, what will I do without that? They have an antique market. I think that's pretty good. Oh, yeah, they do have a great flea market. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh You know where they have a flea market? Everywhere else. Gustavo, by the way, has yeah. texted us. He lives in Pickering. Yeah. Guess what? What? He works in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> Gustavo, don't come to work. We don't want all your clean lungs over here. Get in the way of all our COVID. To be honest, <laughs> he says he would. He said he would be happy if they closed the border because then he wouldn't have to go into work. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> It's all one and the same. It is. I mean, 100%. I know your taxes go to a different office than other taxes, but in the end, the GO train travels the whole way. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? All those people on the GO train in a non-pandemic, they're all coming in. Yeah. And then going out. I, aren't- and you bring your stomach flu in, <laughs> and you bring, you know, we, it's all, we all share each other. Isn't germs. there a million billboards right now that say, we're in this together? Yeah, apparently not. Apparently not. Mayor Dave Ryan. Pickering. <laughs> I agree. Okay. Just everyone be safe. Respect everybody <laughs> else. That's the real message. That's the take home. If you're a fan of drinking tequila like I am, you're probably going to want to roll your eyes when you hear this. What? Yet another celebrity has entered the tequila making business. Oh, really? This time around, Kendall Jenner has her own tequila brand. <laughs> oh, now. here it's we like, go. That's it. It's ruined. <laughs> My delicious beverage of many years uh-huh. is now just going to become too trendy, too popular. No. Has she bought like a whole patch oh. of land in Mexico? Is that what she's done? Uh, you know what she's done? She's put her name on a bottle. Oh. You know? But no, she. according to her, her Instagram post, she spent four years on a journey <laughs> to create the best tasting tequila. <laughs> and she finally thinks they've done it. So <laughs> She this spent is, four years yeah. on a journey. Yeah, 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 yeah. sure. <laughs> right. Crushing shots at the bar. <laughs> And then she saw George Clooney sell his tequila company for almost a billion dollars and thought, ha, cha-ching, I've got to get in on that action. Well, you know, these these Kardashians, they have so much money. She's probably just looking for places to invest it where she can get some nice return. Yeah. And it makes sense. I mean, Jay-Z's got the Ace of Spades champagne. Yeah. Uh, you got Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, who had that uh, winery together. I don't Miraval, know. Miraval, I think it's called. I don't know who got it in the divorce, yeah. but it's still producing wines that are very, very expensive. Yeah. So her new tequila brand is called 818. Can you figure out what that is? 808? No, that... 818. Oh, is that eight... an area code? 
It's an area code for Calabasas, California, which is like a rich neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I suspect it'll become popular amongst younger people who idolize the Jenners and the Kardashians. Mm -hmm. So does this make you not want to drink tequila? Yeah, totally (laughs) does. It totally does. You seem pretty upset about this. (laughs) It was kind of my thing, you know? Yeah. It's your thing. Nobody else drinks tequila. (laughs) I mean, it's every teenage or, like, you know, college girl's thing to drink tequila to at the bar. No, no, no. Let me get this straight. It is. I know what you're talking about. What you're talking about is people who it's like, their birthday, get them 20 shots of tequila. Line it up. In terms of sipping tequila Casually, and it being like a regular drink, it's Mora, way more popular now. No, sipping it's way tequila. more popular. It is way more popular. But who was the first person you knew who regularly <laughs> drank tequila neat in a glass? Probably me, because oh. <laughs> I've been doing it for over a decade. Uh huh. And now all these jabronis are coming around <laughs> trying to steal my thing. Now it's going to be like, oh, I got to be all uh, uppity and hoity-toity. Are you going to choose a different drink now? Are you going to change your ways? Are you sticking with tequila? I have to. I don't know. I'll have to see what happens. Become a Tom Collins guy. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Collins. (laughs) Just pick the worst drink ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pina coladas. It's pina coladas all the time. For you, yeah. Yeah. Give me the rum, the coconut. uh, Give me, I want the umbrella. I want the straws. That's how he drinks it. I'm going to become a pina colada drunk. (laughs) Hi, do you guys have pina coladas? No? Okay. I got to go. I got to go. I got to find a place that serves me some pina coladas. Doctors are warning against a brand new TikTok challenge that can cause suffocation and burning. Oh my it's God. where you pour hot wax all over your face, your neck, your mouth, your ears, and then you pull it off. <laughs> and it's kind of got like a poor cleansing vibe. Like, I will admit, when I was watching this video, I was like, oh. So satisfying. I wonder if they got some blackheads, you know? I got sucked yeah. into the video. Viral videos on TikTok show a barber shop in the Netherlands. And this is kind of where this trend originated from. And they cover the whole face of a client with hot wax, they're just dumping it on his face, dumping mm. it, neck, in the ears. And then they've got Q-tips stuffed up the guy's nose and in his mouth to leave a breathing hole. It hardens, and then they peel it off. And uh, the, the crazy thing now is that kids are trying to do this at home on TikTok, and it's very dangerous because there is the risk of suffocation. Plus There's burning, I mean, burning. liquid wax. Has anyone ever poured wax on you, Bundus? <laughs> hmm? No, not in that kind of way. I did have once upon a time I tried getting my eyebrows waxed. Did you? And I have like <laughs> I the the amount of admiration I have to to females who go into beauty salons and get everything waxed. Yeah. Like just doing my eyebrows that one time. It was the most painful, uncomfortable thing I've ever been. Imagine in. doing your chest yeah. or your back no. or your groin. Oh no. yeah. No. I've done that. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Were you doing the dripping or were you being dripped? Both. On. Yeah? Yeah, it was not my jam. I'm like, ow! <laughs> ah! Then we got to pull this off? We're going to pull this off now? <laughs> ow again! Same thing's happening in this viral video. And yeah, blistering, permanent scarring, and the risk of suffocation because they're, go- they're pouring mounds of wax over people's faces into their ears, too. So please... I kind of thought maybe like they were going to pull it off quick and like the eyebrows were going to come off and the nose hairs were going to come off with the Q-tips. So what did you, what was bothering you about your eyebrows that you went in to have them waxed? I just wanted a little more shape, you know, they kind of get bushy on the ends here, you know, I just Uh wanted a little more arch there. So I wanted to get a little bit of that Mm. out. You're so fancy. (laughs) I I had my eyebrows waxed once. My wife convinced me to go before we got married. It really? was ridiculous. They they made the space between my eyebrows too bare. <laughs> too bare. Ridiculous. <laughs> Thank God it grew back. So do you look weird in your wedding photos? Yeah, I think it was. It was. It, it wasn't like right before the wedding. It was maybe in the months leading up to my wedding. Nice and uh, smart. Ridiculous. It was dumb. Won't do that again. Heather texted us saying you guys should try a Brazilian. Oh, wow. I'm good, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> you no, have thank no you. idea. That's why I don't do Brazilians anymore. 
I would show my husband Matt. Ta-da! And I would, for all that pain, I didn't get the reaction I was hoping for. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I'm not doing this. If I don't get a standing ovation, <laughs> yeah, you want it to not- be just like, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Congratulations. Yes. Yes. That's the exact reaction I wanted. Just looking at a list of things that people will never do again after a pandemic. Oh, no. I wonder if you could guess some of the things. Make out with a random stranger at a Making bar. Making out with a stranger at a bar is on the list. <laughs> I can't believe you got that one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, that, I'm sorry. That's it. That's uh, it. Bundus, back me up on this one. Okay. That this will is, live forever. Thousands of people were asked, what's something you will never do again following the pandemic? And that one was number... Uh, I'm sorry, but are you, uh, is the pandemic going to stop you from making out with a stranger at the bar, Bundus? No. 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 Never, never, never. You can't take away that. I, I even, even if that is your mentality and your thought process, like, I don't want to do that. If you're in the moment <laughs> yeah. and, like, you see this beautiful person across from you and they're giving you the eyes and they're coming up to you your inhibitions go right out the window yeah. push you up against the wall even if you're wearing a mask That's that it. thing's coming off it's coming off <laughs> rules are meant to be broken right uh-huh. how do you think i landed deb yeah give her a big old fat smooch in a bar exactly yeah think about how many relationships wouldn't even exist today if we didn't have the random makeout at a bar i'm sorry yeah that is coming back that's number four on the list damn Okay, you want me to guess another okay, one? A couple thousand people were asked this question, all right? So all right. this is like their top 10 list they came up with using all this data. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you think another thing is? How about letting someone take a bite out of your sandwich? Well, that sandwich looks good. You want to give me a bite? Never again. Never again. So wait, now you can use the pandemic as an excuse, yeah. right? I'm sorry. It's, well, a, that- it's a global pandemic. I can't. Uh, any other guesses? Peter's taking a guess. It's Peter's saying. Drinking from a fast food restaurant coffee cup that they press the lid on with their filthy hands, he says. Yeah, but if they're wearing gloves or hands are clean or something. So that's, so not, that's on not on the list. So that's not on the list. Okay. Oh, Peter, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> he's banned a- for the next half hour. Peter, <laughs> as a punishment for getting that wrong, you can't listen for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> what about grinding on the dance floor? Grinding on the dance floor is still okay. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. All right. Okay. What's on the list? I don't know. Okay, you want to know what's on the list? Using someone else's deodorant, that is on the list. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why would you ever want to use someone else's deodorant? I didn't come up with this, okay? I I can tell when my husband uses my deodorant, he really likes the smell of it. Yeah. And I'll see some long hair there. I'm like, what the hell, man? Use (laughs) your own. Got to be a little more discreet. Uh, Making out with a stranger at a bar was number four. Trying out makeup samples at a store, number three. Oh, yeah. Okay, Kathy's got a really good guess. Yeah, yeah. She says, thing of the past is going to be blowing out birthday candles. Kathy, can't listen for the next 30 minutes. You're banned. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's going to be repercussions. If you're going to make a wrong guess on text... Okay. You're going to be punished for it, John, don't you? Is John going to be punished with this one? Okay. John says, what about nacho platters? <laughs> Double dipping? <laughs> John, turn off the radio. <laughs> Poor John. Poor John can't listen. We lost another listener. Please stop guessing. We can't afford to lose too many others. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty much done except for one. Number one on this list. Jen has one more guess. Jen... Jen says, two, two guesses. Oh, yeah? <laughs> That's an hour. Drinking from water fountains and yeah. free samples at Costco. You might as well just <laughs> smash your radio, Jen, because you're gone for the day. <laughs> Wait, Jen has to go for the day? Well. She did two guesses. That's a full hour. But didn't she already guess earlier, too, and get one wrong? No. Oh, no, okay. No, no. Well, so, then an hour. <laughs> Okay, so uh, what is Sharing it? chapstick. Sharing chapstick is number one on that list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you need it, though, man. Just a stupid list. 
Almost 5,000 women were asked to name the physical feature of their very best sexual partner. 73% of them said the same feature. And it's not something you were born with? What? Allow me to give you the top 10. We're going uh, the full top 10 here. We're going the full top 10. (laughs) And we're starting with the... Least important attribute and getting to the yeah, most important. Yeah, but these okay. came up. This came up normally. So men yeah. with these features, women say, are the best in bed. Hmm. Number ten, high cheekbones. Oh, well, that you're born with. Can't do anything about that. Can't do anything about that. Unless, this you, one... unless you suck in your cheeks to make your bones look like they're a little uh, duck face. more prominent. Yeah, you do the duck face. Permit duck face. Yeah. You can do this one. Glasses. <laughs> Put on your nerd glasses, guys. Nerd glasses. The women dig them. This one I loved. Small feet. We always think it's the other way around. That's number seven. Small feet. What's considered small? I just think smaller. You know, you'd think they say big feet, but no, small feet. Okay. Number six, a trail of hair from the belly button down. A treasure chest. Is that what it is? Or the treasure trail. Treasure, treasure trail. map. Oh, yeah. Don't shave that down. Women Throw dig it. it. Out. Okay. <laughs> Women dig it. Brunettes. The ladies say the majority of the time that they had an amazing experience, it was with a guy with brown hair. Yeah. Look at that. Look at yeah. that nice brown oh. hair I got going on okay, here. Okay, yeah, Bundus is going to love this one too because you've got this tattoos. Woo! Ah. If you got a tattoo, you made it. Uh, broad shoulders. Broad yeah, shoulders. Yeah, yeah. I'd give Bundus that. Yeah. You, not so much. Oh. <laughs> what, what would you call my shoulders? Weenie. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, top three. Are you ready for the top three physical features? Women all pointed out that... You know, the men who were the best in bed had. Okay, I'm born ready. Bring it on. Piercings in at number three. Mm. Any piercings, guys? I had one for a long time, but I uh, got rid of it just before I got married. I had six. You had six? Yeah. Yeah, where were you pierced? Two on each of my lobes. Okay. One on the cartilage, and I had an eyebrow ring at one point. Did you really? So five around the ears, one on the face. I didn't know that. My rock and roll days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Bundus who wore sunglasses inside all the time. Oh, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Number two, brown eyes. Is that both of you guys? No, not me. Mine's Hazel. Hazel. Okay. And the number one physical feature that women say their best sexual partner had. Are you ready for this? Any guesses? Is it natural or you can add it? It's natural, but you can add it. Figure that one out. Would it be like muscles, like big arms, something like that? Yeah, interesting. Muscles did not make it on this list. Okay. A lot of rings? (laughs) No. Both of you guys have it going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a a beard. It's a beard. That's the number one thing. Great. That's the, isn't that great? And mm. you guys thought it was going to be about muscles. and yeah. oh, It's not. There you go. It's not about that. Does the size of your beard matter? <laughs> it's not the size, Tucker. It's how you use it. It's how you use it. bigger than Bundus's. I'm just going to say for the record. For the record, it's larger. It has now been labeled uncool to use the most popular emoji out there. Winky face. Gotta <laughs> no, be the no. winky face. I use it all the time, too. Gen Zers are saying they can't use it anymore because it's the emoji that their dad uses. Mm. The crying from laughter emoji. Yeah. Um, if you got the cargo pants on and you got your phone clipped onto the side there on your belt... <laughs> Chances are you're you're firing off that emoji all day long. You're saying that to a guy who's wearing cargo pants. That would be me. It's the Bunder Wonder who's back in the cargo. Yes, Bundus. They are very comfortable. It's actually a victim of its own success because it encapsulated the perfect kind of LOL, you know? But since when does a 30-year-old care about what a 15-year-old thinks? Nah, that's a very good point. You know what I mean? Because usually they're some, wrong. Some 18-year-old comes up to me and says, oh, that emoji's so uncool. I'll be like, you're not even old enough to drink in a bar. Get out of my face. <laughs> 
blow you away. <laughs> blow you away. I mean, we're talking about an age demographic that's less than 22 years old. That's Do we right. really care if that's they think true. the emojis we're using are cool? And, and what would be the cool emoji to use in its place? So you want to tell somebody that you're laughing really hard at what they're saying. Not too hard, but just the right amount of laughter. Maura, it's the slapping my knee emoji. <laughs> It's a real knee slapper. No, no, no. Who loves that? Instead. Boomers love the knee slap emoji. (laughs) Fundus? Uh, Could it be perhaps the clown face maybe? Like, oh, it's so funny, clown. Those cargo pants are getting to your head. It is definitely not the clown emoji. (laughs) Okay, dad. Yeah, you know what it is. You know what you can do with that emoji? You can put it in your cargo pocket. (laughs) Okay, let me just pull my cell phone off my belt clip here and let me take a look at these emojis and let me give you an answer. I don't even know why you have your cell phone on a clip when you have room for it in your pocket. That's a good point. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So what you use in its place to seem super cool on your text messages to your friends Mm -hmm. is... (laughs) Is it the eggplant? (laughs) I feel like I need a drum roll for this. Okay, well, you asked for a drum roll, you got one. All right. Instead of the laughing, crying emoji face, instead you use the skull face. Or the coffin emoji to indicate I'm dead from laughing. I'm like really dead from laughing. That was really funny, guys. Okay, easy, Lana. All right. All right. Also, back in fashion is to use LOL. Always lowercase, by the way. Vintage is back in. Okay. 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 Yeah. Vintage. Wouldn't vintage be like actually using the king's speech in the proper like like terms instead of saying LOL? Vintage would be picking up the phone and giving me a call. (laughs) And then laughing over the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. Good one. And then click. click. (laughs) (laughs) That's vintage. That's vintage. Vintage is (laughs) painting on a cave wall. You bent over laughing so hard and then letting it fade over the course of thousands of years. That's vintage. That's vintage. Yeah, that's antique. I like that. It's Tucker and Mora. What would you do if you were getting a massage from a certified registered massage therapist, but you only feel one hand actually doing something? Hmm. What could that other hand be up? Good question. Yeah. um, I want to get into a conversation about the jobs you've had where you could just sit around and do nothing and like get paid to do nothing. Because if you're a massage therapist, it's not one of those jobs. No. Not unless like nobody's booking you and you work for a place and you're just like waiting for a customer to come in. Sure. So this uh, massage therapist named Trevor Scott from BC. Uh, This story started in the spring of 2019. It just finally concluded because two female clients filed complaints against him. It seemed like that other hand might have been busy with himself, if you know what I mean. Oh, God. That was the accusation. Anyway, they recently conducted an investigation. And the good news is he wasn't busy playing with himself with that hand. What he was doing while he was massaging a patient, he had one hand on the patient. The other hand was on his phone and he was gaming at the same time. Oh my time. God, come He's on! Playing a game on his phone. <laughs> that would drive me insane because massages are expensive. It's, a, it's like, you know, you're paying that person two bucks a minute sometimes. Yeah. Right? Well, is that what it would work out to be? Um, Like a massage? Dollar fifty a minute? It's about a hundred bucks an hour, it's right? It's like a hundred bucks an Give hour. Give or take. So it turns out after the investigation, uh, he was playing games on his cell phone and he got a 10-day suspension. Wow. He got a $3,500 fine. And now he's banned moving forward from bringing his phone into the massage therapy Yeah, room. as you should be. Yeah, definitely not the job. Trucker D just sent us a text. When truck drivers deliver to Amazon or Walmart distribution centers, we can sit there waiting to be unloaded for 12 hours. Oh, man. Yeah, well, they wait for another. They actually have to get another truck to replace them because their shift, they run out of hours. They're just sitting there waiting. That can happen with pilots, too. If there's a problem with the plane and they're waiting for it to be fixed, they could just be waiting and waiting and waiting. And then if they reach a point where they've been awake too long, they got to get a whole new flight crew to come in. Oh, my God. 
God, yes. Yeah. At least in a truck. Some of those trucks are pretty cush. Like, hopefully he's in one of those <laughs> trucks that has the bed in the back. And take a snooze. Could have, like, a video game console and all that kind of stuff. Okay, Nicole sent us a text, too. Listen to this. She says, when I was 17, I worked at a gas station for about five months. We were undergoing renovations. Uh, however, we were still open because we had propane to sell, and they needed two people on staff for that. It was incredibly slow. And the guy I used to work with, we would just end up chasing each other around the store and making out. So technically, I was getting paid while he and I were around in third base in the back room. Oh, that sounds like Bundus. Yeah, that's something I, I definitely do. <laughs> she says, best job ever. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, tell us about that job where you got paid to sit around and do nothing. Or maybe you would sit around and make out with somebody else. <laughs> Tucker and Mora, nothing better than getting paid to sit around and do nothing from time to time. <laughs> Lots of people seem to have those jobs. Uh, Gustavo, what's your story? So I used to work for this landscaping company, like straight out of high school. There was this one building and the manager of it, I think she just loved Latinos because she was very flirty with us every single time we, we approached it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she would just pull up to the truck. And she was like, hey, guys, don't worry about it. I like, either I just did it or I'm going to do it right now. But she would come up with food all the time or like sometimes drinks. And she would just give it to us like, don't worry about it. Take a break. I'll do it. (laughs) Enjoy it. And it was like, okay, so we're going to get paid for this job. Take like an hour break before our hour lunch. So we would like take two hour breaks every single day. And she would do the work that you guys were there to do? Yeah. Like I think the landlord or the actual owner of the building like just thought we kept doing it. That's so weird. And she just wanted to flirt with you guys. <laughs> yeah, because like she would come up to the truck like as we were just chilling under the tree and she was like, Oh, so how are you guys doing? Like, how was your day? Oh. Like, come on, you had to like at no point you were like, Oh, let's see what's going on and like uh you know No, no, no. definitely not. Not with her. <laughs> Best job ever. Hey, thanks, oh, yeah. man. No worries, guys. Have a good one. We got a text from Luke. He says when I was a kid. I worked at a pickle place, and it was pretty monotonous line work. But anytime you wanted a break, you just had to break a jar, (laughs) send it down the line. They'd have to shut down the line for an hour and a half to clean it to make sure there was no glass. So we would go outside and have a dart. (laughs) They would do it anytime they wanted a break. Intentionally. Yeah, I'm sure the people that own the pickle joint are like (laughs) thrilled to hear that story. Uh, Vanessa, what's your story of getting paid to do very little? college and I worked in the varsity athletic department and so there was a bunch of other like employees and we were all assigned a specific sport so on like the game day for that sport we were always super busy but during the week we had to fulfill two different days of six hours of office hours and like my office was in like some upstairs back corner that no one ever checked on me and I didn't find anything so for six hours a day, twice a week, I got paid to watch Netflix and do my homework. Yeah. You yeah. know what? There's a lot of student jobs that I find are like that. I dated a guy who used to work for the university I was at as like a groundskeeper. They hired like students and they would go into the bushes, the hedges and sleep all afternoon. <laughs> I mean, we're laughing. I I don't know if I'm appreciating this conversation, actually. We may have to steer out of this. I hear that, and I'm like, ah, that's like dollars being spent on nothing. But I guess in a way... University kids, they're paying to go to the school. Yeah. You know? This reminds me of being on the set of RoboCop, to be honest. And there was about a two-week stint (laughs) where they didn't call me out of the trailer once. (laughs) I would get in wardrobe... Yeah. And then I would go for lunch, and it was like an overnight, so I would actually just think, ah, I'm just going to sleep here until I get the knock on the trailer door that they're ready for me. Then the knock would never come. So they were paying me to be ready, and they didn't need me. It was beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. Hey, Vanessa, thanks a lot for being on the show. Not a problem. So the pandemic just might have changed dating for good. And we talked about this like, I don't know, six months ago. Like, is this going to be a thing now? Are people going to want to start virtually before they meet in person? And the answer is yes. Um, The majority of people say they now prefer meeting people through online dating versus finding a date in person. 
the art of the pickup is changing, Bundy. Yeah, so late. I think that must have more to do as well with that first meetup, right? Like instead of meeting for coffee so you can get out quick if it's a nightmare, you just do that thing on video. You get to see what they look like. Yeah, You can find out if you're being catfished. What happened to the old school phone call? Because I remember when I started dating Matt, my husband, we mm-hmm. would talk on the phone and he had such a deep voice. I was dying. Just the voice? What about just the voice phone call, man? Old school. Why do you have to get on Zoom? Zoom takes away that allure for me. It's not as sexy, you know? All this is is another step in the process before you meet up in person. In You're person, still going to yeah. get that opportunity. Like, yeah, oh, but you don't I, want another filter. You want to you want to have to jump through another hoop. I mean, don't get me wrong. This would be a nightmare for me. Yeah, I'm I, just, I, I can't. You know, I, I don't. I need someone to be there in person, and I need to be able to sink my claws in for a long period of time. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be able to sell myself. Yeah, especially when you say sink my claws in. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> where, where are you going? <laughs> Thought we had a plan to hang out for the next hour and a half. Wanted, I want you to get to know me a little bit. I wanted bit. to sink my claws into you. Gotta get my claws in deep and I'll let you out of my grasp for the next little bit. I don't know. I, I think when it comes to dating, I think like rule one for a guy is you want to spend minimal time on the phone. Bef- like you don't want to text all week long. You don't no. want to be calling all week long. The whole point of texting when you are when you first meet someone is to get to the date. Like you are literally trying to set the conversation up from the moment you start texting get that date going and then stop texting yeah but you're you're taking it from the hot person's point of view and from a from a player's point of view you're a (laughs) good-looking player who knows the game well and you do your best work in person whereas a lot of other people want to just like i don't think slow down that process and maybe form a connection before they actually see each other face to face. You are the first so person who always says it's so easy to swipe right and go to the next person. I think this is making it easier to give up on someone because you're not giving them a chance face to face and you don't feel that spark with Zoom. You're just another like HTML address, essentially. Yeah. Like on someone's phone. The whole, like you want to meet them in person so you can actually like make um, an impression on them. The allure of who you are is gone. Now it's you have gone. nothing to talk about when you're actually there in person. They can't see your mannerisms when you describe and you're passionate about the things that you're you're into or like the story of your life. Like none of that comes through on a text message. You lose every time. Mm-hmm. But sorry, Mora, yes. you're forgetting something. Yes, this is based on people who are doing it. Okay, this isn't just somebody proposing an idea. This is people. People who are doing it saying, you know, you what? know what? We like this. Yes. We want to carry it forward. So why don't you guys go back to the dark ages? No. Why don't you guys climb into your uh, parachute pants and uh, put on your bar shirt and go meet people in person? Well, okay. 70% of daters say they are now interested in conducting virtual dates to get to know an online match before they meet in person. So uh, things are changing. Things are changing. Are you kind of sick of the sight of your partner after a year in lockdown? You again? (laughs) You're still here? Relationship experts have some tips for us. So you can actually miss your partner while being stuck at home with them for an entire year. Let me guess. Build another floor on your house <laughs> where you can kind of retreat to. Well, this first one involves you having a separate bedroom or somebody sleeping on the couch. See, I do that. And I think that's great. And I actually, like tonight, I'll be back in my wife's bed. I now refer to the bedroom in the basement as my bedroom. Yeah. And Deb, that's like I'm coming to sleep in her bedroom. Okay, so sleep separately on some of the nights. This is a recommendation so that when you come back together, it's like a special treat. Here's something that's interesting. When you're in that excitement of a new relationship, it's all about arousal and adrenaline. And we can fake that if you two will watch a horror movie together. Okay. Oh, interesting. A scary movie will get that adrenaline going and actually make you aroused. There's a connection with fear and arousal. Here's another one. Oftentimes you hear people say, don't schedule sex. That's unromantic. But experts say, plan a night of passion with your partner and it will lead your mind to be wild with anticipation. Like Saturday, 
We're having sex. I mean, even Bundes. Bundes has sex on Fridays, guaranteed, every Friday. Yeah, I've been waiting for it all week, right? Yes. So I got all these ideas in my head that I've been thinking about throughout <laughs> the week. Well, I'm going to pull that move, and then I'm going to do this, and you know, she's yeah. going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When do you start building that plan, out of curiosity? Usually about Thursday. Yeah. Thursday okay. night, I start thinking about it. Yeah. I, you know, I know for a fact that I have a night without my daughter this weekend. Mm-hmm. So my mind is going wild with anticipation as well. What do you got planned? Well, this isn't the right music. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't the vibe I'm going for. There we go. All right. Um, We're going to probably pick up dinner from one of our favorite takeaway places. Mm -hmm. And smear it all over each other's bodies. Oh, yeah. I'm all sticky. Ew, get it off. Oh, I'm going to have to have a shower. Don't put that there because problems. Oh, I'm getting boy. a rash. Okay. And the last tip, don't neglect how you look. We've all been doing that, spending every single day wearing loungewear around the house. They say try dressing up at home and that will yeah. dress up like it's a date. Yeah. Right? Bundus, what do you wear Friday night? As the lady friend is on her way yeah. to your place. Do you dress it up? Uh, Sometimes. A lot of the times I'm just like, I'm j- usually, to be honest with you, I hop in the shower when she texts me, oh, I'm on my way over now. So usually when she opens the door, I'm already naked. <laughs> I'm still in a towel. I'm just coming out of the shower. I'm already naked. Yeah. So there's no need for clothes, really. Yeah. Wow. Wait, does that ha- So when does the pizza come out? After. After. After that, then I might, I'll might i go across the street. I'll put some sweatpants on, and I'll just go across the street, pick oh, up a sock. See, that's really smart, because when you have the pizza before... Then you don't want to... Yeah. Put the music on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, too much pepperoni. Yeah. The cheese was greasy. Why did we get double cheese? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Tucker and Mora. Mora was talking about ways you can spice things up when you're kind of getting sick of being in the same place with the same person <laughs> through an entire pandemic. Yeah. Breathe new life into the relationship. One of the things was watch a scary movie too together because that gets adrenaline and arousal going and another tip was just plan for intimacy like plan for sex schedule it in it doesn't mean that it's boring it actually like builds anticipation dana is on the phone dana what are you doing to just make sure you're not getting sick of the person you're living with <laughs> well um i printed up a little um play date inf- uh, invitation so it was just like a little kid's party, sort of birthday party kind of invitation. And the time, the place, dress code, um, optional, um, that sort of stuff. A couple little dirty words. And What was and, the dress code uh, out of curiosity? <laughs> um, there was no dress code. Okay. Ah. There was no dress code. I said it was optional. I, I said, you know, on, you know, casual dress code. And then I put optional in brackets. And, um, yeah, we got rid of our kids. And, yeah, so it was pretty funny. He was, I hadn't done anything like that before. So it was very well received. Yeah. Where did you leave the invitation? On his pillow. So when he came home from work, I heard a little chuckle upstairs. And then he came downstairs and grabbed a pen and and in like giant, bold letters, uh, be there. (laughs) How did it go? Oh, very well. Thank you. (laughs) Nice. Very well. And um, then um, a couple of days later, he turned the invitation over and he just wrote in like huge capital letters again. (laughs) wow i need to do this oh it it was really fun and it was cute because it was just this dumb little you know with kids balloons and a kids kids little kid like it was just a dumb little kid's invitation he thought what the heck is this i'm sure but then you know i should say when my husband and i first got married um i was given this gift from a very dirty friend of mine um and it was um dirty word magnetic dirty words Mm -hmm. and you could leave dirty messages all over anything that holds a magnet in the house so we used to do that when we first got married and then we still would love to do it but i have a teenager yeah and And they know those dirty words exactly Exactly. so you got to do what you got to do right dana thanks for letting us into your uh world Mm -hmm. a little bit there no worries no 
worries. Thanks for chatting. Interesting. The invitation. The invitation. On and the then pillow. Your, your mind starts going wild with anticipation. It always backfires in our house. Anytime Deb says, Hey, can we have like a date night tonight? Uh huh. Never happens. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What happens? Well, you know, you get tired or whatever. Yeah. You don't feel like it anymore. Totally. I know. It's hard to plan it because your energy level, like by the time you have a nice dinner, I overeat every time. And the last thing I want to do is be naked after overeating. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just yeah, not feeling not... sexy anymore. <laughs> not a good feeling, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why you always eat dinner after. After, after. Bundes, yes. Yeah, but you know what? Dessert first, more. Dessert that is first. a pre or post kids world you're living in. Yes. You know, kids are the biggest C uh, block there is. They're, and totally. so you got to work around them mm-hmm. all the time. And now with a pandemic, it becomes even more challenging. You got to uh, start doing it in the car. You got to like drive the through. car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, Bundes. Uh, among the arrested was <laughs> local radio personality Tucker, who was caught uh, with a uh, Exposing himself in a public place. The last place I want to do it is in a car. Yeah, no, I'd rather I just know. not have sex. It's minus twenty. Like, no. Yeah. Get your inner teenager going on and, and do it like you're high, in high school again. Oh man. <laughs> no, that's the nice part of not being in high school is I don't have to worry about cars anymore. Oh. I told you, lying diagonally on the bed is a thrill <laughs> yeah. these days. Being anywhere but the bed is a thrill in the house. More was talking about the couch the other day. It's like, the couch? I can't even remember the last time the couch was in play. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3.